Hello and welcome to By the Mash Tun, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beers, drink some beers, and then also just talk about beers. I am Mike Harrison Wood, and with me is Cal Noble. Hello, how you doing? Uh, I'm all right, actually. Yeah. 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 Did you have a good time at the Sirencraft five-year anniversary? I did. Yeah. yeah. It was. I mean, it was. It was cold. It was very definitely cold. a cold day. It but, snowed. Yeah, and I, 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 I don't know uh, how many of our listeners are in Reading, um, but you know, four, it, four, four listeners. So what? It would have been what's well, the twenty second of March now? Yes. So it was the the Saturday before whatever date that was. I think it was the twentieth. Sounds right. No, no, that sounds wrong. Sounds wrong. Sounds sounds incredibly wrong. It yes. was the Saturday, snowy, cold, but it was very good. Very a lot good. of people turned out. Yeah, a lot of really good beer. Very busy. Um, yeah, it was it was a really good event. Um, oh yes. Kind of wish less people had turned up. <laughs> they did give out some serious body warmth, though. They did, but there was also a lot less seatage. Yes. Yeah, we'd brought some games and stuff, and we didn't get a huge chance to play them, but we did have a huge chance to drink some delicious beers. Yes, we did, and there was a lot of really good beer. And talking about beer, mm. what are we brewing today? Today we are brewing. A smash brew. Now, a smash brew is a very weird one. It's only a recent invention, uh, but it comes about from trying to pick out in the beer certain elements and really focus on them. So smash stands for single malt and single hop. Nice and easy. Oh, so I, 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 like, I like what they've done there. You know, they're taking... The words made an acronym, and mm. it just it works. And it's a word as well. Yeah, and it has knows. the word mash in it. Yeah, much like our title. Yes, smashing. So I mean, our title is quite important because we are literally mashing right now. Yes. So we've just uh, we've just put our strike water in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've mashed in the grain, and that's happening, which is why my house mm. currently smells just beautiful. Smells like wonderful biscuits. It really does. It, it like I, I like to call it, uh, it's a mashgasm. Like that, mm. that first smell you get when you're mixing the grain into the water, you just get mm. that that hot Weetabix sweetness. It's like, ah. Oh, yes, you yeah, did that's... get a big lungful of malt dust as well. Well, yeah, it was, it was sweet, on the, sweet on the tongue mm. is what that dust was. Um, Lovely so, dust. So, yeah, what... What malt are we using? What malt is in your recipe? We are using a malt that I've used many times before, as have yourself, yeah. Cal. It's one called Maris Otter. It is a fairly traditional English pale malt that is used as basically a blank palette uh, for the other malts to shine, or just to give it a nice sweet, biscuity, light but not too biscuity, not like heavy biscuit. Not, no, not like... So, so, so you're saying it, it, it just works as a, as a really good base malt yes. because it doesn't add overly much uh, kind of malt flavour to the beer. No, no, not, not, like, a, not like a heavy, dark malt. It, there, there is a little bit of uh, malt flavour there. You, you're not, you're not going to get sort of away from that, I don't think. No. Uh, whilst without adding lots of just pure sugar to a beer. It, um, yeah. And, and that's not something we're going to be doing today. Because not today. We, we're like, we don't want it to be too dry. We don't want it to be too strong. Um, and what's the hop? The hop we've chosen to use today is a uh, fairly well-established... Well, it's, it's very well-established by this point. Um, but it, it's, it's um, 
only a couple of decades old. It's a hop called Cascade in oh, okay. America. Yeah. Uh, it's renowned for its big flavor, lots of uh, sort of lemony citrus flavors, as well as grapefruit and uh, all, all the all the standard ones that you see from the sort of new age uh, American hops. But it was one of the first ones to start making a big name for itself. Oh, so. awesome! So we've got quite a lot of that. We're not just uh, we're not just using it for bittering. So we're not just using it for uh, early kettle addition no uh we're i think planning on using it for some of the aroma so a lot so later aroma, on yeah um, and the dry hopping and, as then, well. and then we're dry hopping with it as well so it's just going to be cascade yes. right in your face all across the board yeah um do you happen to know what the alpha acids are uh it's it's quite low cascade normally especially compared to the sort of later new world hops yeah uh, the batch that i've got at the moment is 6.9 percent. okay so which is a little bit higher than normal for Cascade. Yeah, well. so, I mean, what's that going to put us at uh, percentage-wise for uh, bittering? Because, obviously, with, like the lower the alpha acids, mm. the uh, less efficient it is at bittering. Yeah, so we, we should probably go into a bit of detail about uh, how that element creates flavour in the beer. Yeah. Uh, there is a certain chemical in the hops uh, called alpha acids. Yeah that the hop growers will record and make very sort of publicly uh, available that number. And uh, the flavour that the hops impart into the beer, uh, the longer that it is boiled, that flavour gradually changes from a hoppy flavour to a much more just bitter finish yes. flavour. Less, yeah. less, less, uh, less flavour, more taste. No, what do I mean? Wait, it, it's... It's more that it's uh, not a feeling, no. I guess. But I'd like, I'd like, I know what I know what you mean, and I'm sure there probably is a great word for it. Yes, but it bitter. eludes us at the moment. <laughs> it's um, it's bitter. It is, but but that that is a product product of the boiling uh, of yes. the acid. So it's changing. Um, it's changing from kind of one state to another, I believe, um, which is good. Because yes. it means that you can use the same hop to create a variety of different flavors, depending at what point you put it in the boil. Yes. So the earlier on in the boil, um, the more chance it has of imparting a bitterness, which is identified as normally an IBU. Yes, so that is it's International Bittering Unit. Yeah, which is a great name because yes. it's exactly what it says on yeah, the tin. Everyone knows what it means. Yeah. Uh, um, and it is just a measure of how much alpha acid is in the beer, yeah. essentially. Yeah, so obviously the, the higher alpha acid, the hop, the less of it you need to add for uh, bittering. Yes. Yeah, which is which is good. Um, now, I think it's, what, about 10 minutes is how long it takes for it to, uh, for it to lose the vast majority of its aroma because it's not the, it's not the alpha acids that provide... Um, really the aroma and flavor from the hops i do believe it's a slightly different oil and that oil mm. has a tendency to um just denature or denature is that the word i'm looking for i think so yeah. break down into or, or change yeah it, 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 it dissipates so it loses that hop flavor the, the aroma of those hops so when you first open a bag of hops and you get that nice big smell um, it kind of loses a lot of that and i think it's mm. about 10 minutes which is why we have hop additions at like five minutes uh, from flame out, which is the end of the boil. Uh, we're not using flames today. No. Uh, it's an electric. 
electric kettle. We'll get into that at, <laughs> yeah. at, in, um, at some point, but but yeah. So I, th- I think that is that is why we're kind of adding it in so many different stages. Um, and the good thing about this type of brew is it allows us to just identify how Cascade works mm. and what it does. Yeah, and that that is essentially the the whole point of a smash brew yeah. is focus on those elements and really just let them shine try and avoid complexity in exchange for massive intensity of those single ingredients and yeah. em- emphasize the basics really get to terms with them uh we are also using a very simple yeast as well it's one called uso5 uh it's it's renowned for not only quite a quick ferment uh, yeah. but also being very clean very crisp imparting very little flavor into the beer itself allowing the raw ingredients we've used to shine uh and i also believe we've done no water treatment today uh that was a choice by me yes uh i know cal does normally treat his water i i, I do normally treat the water depending on the style of beer i'm doing but i thought today as we're we're trying to aim for something really simple really straightforward um it'd just be interesting to see how the uh, reading water mm. Uh, holds up to this style of beer and it should be quite interesting yeah uh, I, I, I don't know if you've had your water tested at where you live not yet i am fairly reluctant to do any water <laughs> treatment <laughs> any uh, any reason in particular well, partly uh, laziness i i understand there are elements of water treatment that can make a difference yeah but the results i've had without changing anything have been very good okay so i know that if i wanted to make my beer that sort of five percent better yeah water treatment will be the way forward that 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 is always an option for me and the annoying thing with water treatment is realistically you should test your water i should every so often like you should send it out to be analyzed because there's not something you can really do yourself easily you need to send it off to a lab and then they send you back a report um but yeah so we're, we're like we're not doing that we're just we're just doing a real straightforward brew and you know Trying to keep things nice and simple. simple just so simple. we can talk about it easier, because obviously this is our pilot episode. Simple, simple. Yeah. Um, um, now, actually, talking about the talking about the yeast, um, I did realise that we haven't actually uh, reactivated the dry yeast yet, so it's probably not a bad idea if we go and do that. Oh, let's go do yeah. that. <laughs> talking of Maris Otter, I've actually... Put aside a sample, a small amount from, uh, the, yeah. from the brew itself. A, a, a little shot glass of uh, Maris Otter there, mm, is it? Lovely. Oh, thank you very much. Shove that in your face. I will. And crunch down. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you do your crunchy bit first. Just so there's I've already like, started. Just so there's not like a few minutes of just me and you chewing on a bit of grain mm. for everyone to listen to. Oh. So as entertaining as that is, it's probably not what uh, we want. It's a lovely flavour. I've done this many times with Maris Otter. It's lovely. It's sweet. It's mm. it's got that really sort of um, delicious big uh, sort of white bread flavour that just fills your heart with joy. It may not be the most complex malt no. out there, but it's it just, is it's just, just so good though, isn't it? It's lovely. It's like it's sweet, and it, it it's just it it's a nice clean taste. Mm. There's no, I don't know. There, there's no cloyingness to it there's no clagginess which you can no. get with some of the and some like really quite bitter taste sometimes with, with yes. some of the malts which can be especially a bit, some of the darker yes malts. yeah yeah definitely um but More, please 
Well, I mean, we've just, <laughs> yeah, we've just we'll put get four there. kilograms of it in a, in a big pot with loads of water. We'll get there. Yeah, I mean, you can eat that afterwards if you want. If you want yes. to eat four kilograms of wet grain. Lovely. <laughs> it won't be. It'll be horrible, <laughs> mate. Oh, uh, yeah, I've eaten uh, spent grain before. It's not pretty. No. Anyway. Yeah, moving on. Moving on. What we're going to move on to, Mike? What's, what's, what's next on our agenda? What would you like to talk about? Beer ye, beer ye. Have you heard the news about beer, the beer news? What's it's the beer, beer news? news? The beer news is, uh, many of you may have heard, that Fuller's, the brewery, the, the famous brewery based in Chiswick in London, recently took over the well-established and well-regarded brewery Dark Star, based in Sussex. Well, exactly. sorry, I was just having a drink of some beer there. <laughs> yes, whoops. I, I, it's, I think it's acceptable entirely while we're talking about beer to be drinking beer. So, mm. um, Dark Star, uh, that, that, that's, a, that's a bit of a shame. Like, providing, providing they don't change anything, and I can't see why they would want to change anything, no. um, it should be fine. Because their last beer that we had on um, in our local... It was really good. Yeah, I emphasised Dark Star beer, not Fuller's beer. Yes, yeah, yeah. It but was it, a. It was called Cocoa Nut, I believe, yeah. and it was a chocolate hazelnut lactose porter. Yeah, it was. It was so good. Like, yeah. I, I mean, that did not last long on tap. Not at all. Um, no, mostly because of us. Well, yeah, but I mean, like, like providing Fuller's don't. I don't know. Mess around with the recipes too much, and I can't imagine why they would, because one. They're not buying it for the name. They're not buying it for Dark Star's name. There'd be no point in them buying Dark Star's name and then changing their recipe because followers are already well established. Yes. They would have nothing to gain from buying somebody else's name. So yeah. it and means that they like their product. They like the beer. And if you like the product and you know it sells well, why change it? Exactly. Exactly. I, and I think one, one <clears throat> thing to uh, not underestimate is. In the UK, at least, Fuller's is a, is is quite a well known brand. But yes. Internationally, as a UK brewer, Fuller's are very well known. Their bottles do make it very far and wide. Yeah, they do. Internationally. Yeah. Because they've got that big, multi-million network. Yeah, I mean, having having a lot of money behind you really helps mm. get your stuff out there. I find, which and is why the stuff we're brewing will probably not make it beyond this house. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> But that, I, I believe that that's one reason not so that they can sort of advertise themselves in circles that Dark Star are, but they're not, because yeah. I, don't, I don't believe that circle ever exists. What I think that they are trying to do is find a way for to innovate their own product on that global market. Yeah. And they've seen the way that Dark Star sells. They've seen the way that people just love the stuff. Understandably, it's it's regularly great it's often good yes yeah it's i i've only occasionally found found a few that are fantastic such as that cocoa nut that if i see anywhere again i will devour yeah i mean i, I, I think at the moment we're in we're in a situation where we're spoilt for choice mm. um so you know 10 years ago when i was drinking ale and i'd go into a pub and I'd just be happy to see one or two handfuls on the bar, and I'd be like, "Oh, brilliant! I can get a pint." And mm. I wasn't even really overly picky. 
I was just happy to have ale rather than something else. Mm, from cask. Yes, yeah, exactly. And now, because we're seeing such a rise of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of breweries, like, the quality has just ramped up. And, you know, our local, mm. I mean, they've got 12 samples on the bar alone, uh, and then you've got eight craft beers. Now, that's a lot of choice. Mm. And that kind of spoils you when you go to other places and you're like, oh, but they've only got this on or they've only oh, got they've that only got on. They've only got six cast yeah. on. Oh, and no. it's from these brewers and it's like, oh, and you try it and you're like, well, I mean, it's good. And the thing is, is 10 years ago, it would have been amazing. Mm. But now we're spoiled for choice. So the fact that Darkstar are producing beer that you are happy to drink on a regular basis, yeah. in my opinion, that makes them a good brewery. Yes. Because they they are consistently putting mm-hmm. out good beer and consistently putting out the same beer yeah. as well. And that's that's one thing that the big the big money seems to like above all else is consistently good. Yes. Yeah. If 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 you can push out consistently good, it like yes, you might never crest into flat out outstanding. No. But flat out outstanding generally comes at a much higher cost and when you're producing on the levels mm. that they are it's considerably harder because yeah. like i mean today we're making what 25 liters like you know yeah, we're making a small amount which means that if you spent i don't know five quid on 100 grams of hops like you're like oh well, that's five pound on 100 grams of hops but to scale that up to you know mm. 70 odd thousand liters or you know whatever a big brewery is pushing out because it's a lot that suddenly becomes a large amount of money mm. and you can't charge 350 four pound a pint anymore you mm. have to charge seven eight pound a pint which is why craft beer uh, or you know whatever craft beer happens to be um you know you're looking at you know six pound a pint seven pound a pint yeah. and it's because of the the quantity and the quality of ingredients that are going into it are just that much higher I find than the uh, the more commercial breweries. Yes, yeah, and I, I think specialising, especially on the consistency issue, yeah, is important as well because it's very easy for as home brewers or even as innovative up and coming new breweries with only a sort of small market, yeah, a small but changing market to change your recipes and never have to go back and do the same beer. Ten times, and yes. every single one of those times, it'd be exactly the same. And so, that's something that Darkstar are good at. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. And and, and there is a there is a skill to that, but it does come at a it does come at a cost. Mm. Um, and that is that they don't have the ability to just keep producing new and different beers all the time because mm. they get a core range and people expect to see that, and they want the consistency within that. You know, they, they, they can't just produce it once and then go, okay, we're never doing that again. That was fun. Or what's next? if we do do it again, it's different. Yeah. And there's value in both approaches. I there find. is. There is. Um, but I, I'm starting to get, I'm starting to get a bit parched here oh. in, the, in the old throat. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm fresh out of beer. So I'm thinking maybe we take a quick break and then grab a beer, and then, you know, carry on from yeah. there. The, the new segment, Let's Get a Beer. Let's Get a Beer. Let's 
some beer. Yes. What some is Some of it? my homebrew that I made a couple of months ago, so it is still quite fresh. Keeping in the theme of smash beers, uh, it's, it's, it's fairly difficult to find smash beers unless you've brewed them yourself. Yeah. So what, I, what I've tried to focus on today is other single hop varieties. Okay. It's ra- it's rarer to get single malt than it is to get single hop. I yeah, because I think a lot of brewers, they they want some of the other complexity to come from the malt mm. rather than just the hop. So you're not regularly going to find uh, like a single wheat or a single marisotta or a single, no. you know, whatever other grain you may use. So with that in mind, first up, I've got a single hop variety yeah. beer that I made a couple of months ago. It is called Only Warrior. Okay. Is that because it's only got warrior Yes, in it? the hop Nailed that it. I've used is warrior. <laughs> Warriors, again, it's it's a fairly older, new wave, new world hop. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, it's, not, it's not a type of scar, is it? No. Uh, but unlike the Cascade, yeah. it's got much higher alpha. Yes, yeah, it does. Much less in the way of It's that. in the double figures, I believe, yes. isn't it? Uh, I think it's 16 points something. Yeah, so yeah. I, I normally use Warrior for uh, bittering. I've yes. never used it as a Roma, I don't think. Yes, so this this has a substantial amount of uh, IBUs, obviously. I, yes. I tried to minimise that as much as possible because I knew that the uh, the, the Warrior would give it a lot. Yeah. Um, it's also got a huge amount mm. of flame-out hops and also dry hop. Mm. So we'll see what you think. No, uh, I mean, like initially, obviously, like the colour of it is is really good. Um, you know, I, mm. I, I like that light golden, yeah, look little, of it, little orangey, um, but not. Yeah, so what? Like, I, I know where like the main focus here is on the hops, but what what is actually the grain bill? Like, like, like what it's, grain do you have in there? It's fairly complex. Uh, Marisota was the base malt. Yeah, so, 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 so that's uh, the largest quantity yes, you've got in there. Yes, about 60% it yeah. was Marisotto. There's also a hefty amount of oatmeal. Okay, so that, I mean, that, that, uh, that would explain the yes, that it, would explain the haziness of it. It is hazy. Yeah. I, I never you, use finings. No, no, you, I was going to uh, say you don't find it. No, no, it's been bottle conditioned for, as I say, about a month and a half, yeah. maybe two months. So it, and none, none of that haze has fallen out, I think, due to the, the fact that it was... So oatmeal heavy. Uh, one of the things that I uh, didn't use, though, it was any type of crazy yeast. I kept it with the same yeast we're using today. It's USO5. Yeah. Again, trying to emphasize the flavor of the hops itself. Okay. So because um, USO5, you know, just real crisp and clean fermentation, yes. isn't it? That's that's, yeah. that's primarily why we're using it. Uh, but no, it's like, the, the, the color of it's good. Yeah. On the nose, it's there's not too much aroma there. It, 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 it it's, it's not it's not as full on in your face it is very nice like it's it's the sort of thing like on, on a hot day like if you get a cold a cold a cold whiff of that you'd be like oh that's that that's mm. going to be good because sometimes you get a get a strong smell and you're like oh actually i don't know that that sounds like it might be a bit too much mm. it's warming without being distracting is, is one way of putting it i guess warming without being distracting like a Lump of hot coal in your pocket. Mm, that lovely. Would, that that would be warming without being too distracting. Yes. Maybe that would be a bit too distracting. But with the with the flavour, it's it it's nice. Like you can definitely you can definitely 
taste that there's much more aroma there than there is bittering. So I, mm. like, I would say you probably haven't used a lot of bittering hops there, but I, I imagine you were trying to. No, no, there was very, very small amount there. Yes, very yes. Small amount. So uh, like, it's not sweet. It's by no means a, like a particularly no. sweet beer, especially not on the finish. I'd say if anything, it's quite a dry finish. Yeah. Um, but the the flavour of the hops comes more from like the aroma side of it rather than the bittering side of it. Mm. Which I I always like that. Yeah. And uh, talk, talking of the hop aroma, it is it is quite complex. I I, I wasn't expecting that from Warrior. I'm I am getting a few sort of spicy notes. Mm. Um, not not anything overtly fruity, unfortunately, but uh, sort of yeah. It's good. There's, uh, there's stuff going on there. Yeah, like, 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 it, I'm, I'm I'm appreciating it. Like I say, I'm, I am getting a very it's it's quaffable because of that dry finish. Yeah, like once I'm done, I'm like, ah, oh, I need to I need to take some more in. Mm. Uh, I, I should have mentioned earlier, it's quite weak as well. It's three point seven. Okay, I believe so. Knock yourself out. Drink a whole bottle. As as I stated uh, before we started uh, recording this, I have not eaten today. Um, so you probably will knock yourself out. So I, I will probably try, because we've got a few other beers to try mm. um, before we kind of finish this. And obviously we, we want to try the wort as well. Yes. Now, here's here's something. Wart, wort. Wart, wort. Wart, wort. So the ambiguity... Should we make a decision... The ambiguity here is that it is spelt W-O-R-T, but it's a Germanic word. So some argue that it should be pronounced wert. Or vert. Or vert. And some people just read it how it's written and say wart. Yeah, so I personally would just say wart. Mm. Oh, and what is wart or wert? Vert. Vert. Uh, well, that is, uh, as far as I understand it, that is the um, the liquor you gather at the end of the mash. So once you've added water to grain, it ends up, um, you know, sitting in the grain and mashing for a good amount of time. It draws mm. all the sugars out and a lot of the flavours that come with it. And once you drain it off the grain, what you're left with is, is this really nice multi-liquid full of sugar Mm. and it's just it's warm it's good and it's called wort or wort or vert whichever one you want i will personally throughout the rest of this uh series be calling wort i will just be calling it wort because that's what i call it (laughs) yeah are you choking on a bit of grain there sir (laughs) this is what happens if you use grain as a bar snack yeah which I is think why it's a really we don't good idea. use grain as no, a bar really snack. No, grain makes a really good bar snack. Does it, it doesn't make a good podcast snack. It doesn't, no. And yet you're still I'm shoveling still it into this your is face. Lovely. <laughs> Fingertip just at a time. Just buy a bag of Marisota and just eat it. And just crunch it down. Mm. So mm. What, what, are you, what, what word are you going to use? Are you going to use wart? Should, should, should we decide I on think, the same word so that people aren't confused? I don't know. I think I might try and attempt some type of hybrid so it's somewhere in between wart and wort, and then everyone thinks I'm wrong. Okay, and that word will be... Wort. <laughs> no, okay. It just sounded like wort, didn't it? It, it sounded wort. like wort, but it sounded like, I don't know, someone had just kicked you in the knee and you said a word. Yeah. I, th- I think, unfortunately... Or fortunately, depending on whether you're a descriptivist or uh, a prescriptivist in your linguistics 
circles. But yeah. Do you have a lingu- linguistic circle? I, I prefer to be descriptivist about these sorts of things. And if the general population <laughs> is moving towards wart rather than wort, then I don't mind jumping ship and coming along with them. Okay. Well, so. uh, like, you know, if... Uh, if at any point people want to kind of chime in, uh, I don't think we currently have uh, a Twitter account or anything because like, this is our pilot. Like, yes. realistically, we don't know how this is going to sound. We will find out when we listen back. Yes. Um, but at some point in episode two, if episode two happens, um, then <laughs> then we will have hopefully a Twitter account. We uh, probably have a Facebook thing going on. Um, you know, some other sort of like media that is social, uh, and then. You can chime in. Um, Send us a recording of you saying either what, word, vert, or however it is you say it. And, you know, we can take a general consensus and maybe we'll change our... We'll we'll do a vote. We'll do a poll. and Yeah. We're going to need a lot of listeners to do some sort of... We're just going to do the things we do in the way we do them. On a regular basis. Yes, how about that? Uh, and talking talk about things that we do in the way that we do them, should we go get another beer? Another beer! Yeah. So, next up, we have another single hop beer. This time, the hop they've used is Simcoe. It's by Wiper and True, a brewery based in Bristol, and it is 5%. So, I just want to have a quick little look at the bottle. Uh, okay. Classic elephant. Classic elephant. Yeah. Tells you nothing about the beer. Well, uh, it tells you that the beer is a mystery. I mean, well, I mean, it says Pale Ale Simcoe. Mm. So, I mean, that tells us something. Uh, but it is just an elephant. Cool. Uh, doing a handstand. Yes. And for good reason. Obviously, yeah. Um, now, the first thing I notice about this beer is the colour of it. Yes, it's much more peachy in colour. Yeah, colour. It's, it's a very peachy colour. Like, has it got a breakdown of the grain? Uh, I, um, I didn't see one. Oh no, there, there you go. Be. Malts, extra pale barley, okay. flaked malted oats, and okay. wheat. So they've used oats as well. They that, have, I think well, that's a, that's a fairly standard thing these days, um, especially with the rise of New England IPAs. Which I've one? I've used oats. I've used wheat, and I've used extra pale barley. I've never had a rosé beer. <laughs> well, I mean, I've had them before, but I've never never brewed one. It's true, it's true. Now, Maybe there's something else they've done different. Possibly. Now, the, the colour is enticing. The smell is fruity. fruity. Yeah. Really fruity. Now, you just had a taste of it. I did. What, what, I, I, what, I screamed ahead. You did. What What am I to expect? So, Simcoe is renowned for a bit, a bit more of your sort of stone fruit flavours. There's a bit of citrus going on, but just a lot more sort of tropical edge to it. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm getting that. I'm getting... I'm getting some real tropical fruit. Yeah. Um, and it's really good. Yeah. It's it's nice and full. It's a well-balanced hop of itself. That it, it, it doesn't feel very one-dimensional. No. No. I, I, I do, because obviously on their bottles, they don't give any sort of like quantities or timings or anything like that. No. Um, it which, is fairly sweet. It, it, it is fairly sweet. So... Um, you know, like 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 we can we can infer mash temperature from that and mm. stuff like that. But you know, I don't I, I I don't think we realistically need to quite go into trying to dissect their recipe. No, no, they they've they've actually labelled the IBUs on the side here. I can see. It, uh, it, yeah, twenty seven is very low. It is, which tells me that they've just mainly used Simcoe as an aroma hop. Yeah, 
that might be entirely from dry hopping as well. It, it, yeah, very it well could just... be. It very well could be. Uh, the thing is with, with dry hopping, though, is that's an expensive way of getting hops into your beer. Yes. Because I, like, I've found through my experimentation that you can get a large quantity of what you want from your hop flavour rather mm. than the hop flavour in the beer, rather than just on the nose. You get that from... Uh, late edition hops and flame out. Yeah. So, like, five minutes before the boil, uh, before the end of the boil, or a minute before the end of the boil, or an eighty degree steep. Uh, you know, where you basically just bring the water down to eighty degrees after the flame's gone out, <clears throat> and you just sit it in there for twenty minutes while mm. the water eight degrees. Delicious. Um, and that works really well for imparting. I find the flavour because you haven't got any of the boil going on, so you're not losing. Um, any of the the hop oils no you're not not denaturing it exactly um whereas dry hopping is really good for that as well Mm. but you need to leave the hops in for like a week because it's because it's at a it's at a much lower temperature you don't have to well no okay yeah like like you don't but but standard practice is Mm. uh that it is about five days um so a working week not a full week <laughs> I, I mean, actually it depends how many days you work as to what yeah. a working week is but i did used to dry hop for a full sort of five days yeah uh then i i can't remember much about the study which i saw which is terrible i should i should remember it's terrible Mark. who who did it and why and whatnot but I'm, I'm gonna pause it and you have to go away and learn it all ah again. no no i'm just gonna i'm just gonna say what i wing remember it. just wing it i'm just Mike. gonna wing it wing it but the gist of it was that uh, the nature of hops dry hopped at fermentation temperatures is very complex yeah. and certain compounds rise and fall and certain compounds rise and stay risen some compounds just straight up fall down yeah. and there is a sweet spot where you maximize everything and that is between one and two days okay. apparently yeah and that's at certain temperatures. So what I, I tend to do now is dry hop one day before I crash cool. Right, okay. And so you, you get that maximum of flavour and then the temperature plummets and it's basically in stasis. Okay. So. Uh, I mean, uh, for, for those people who... Because uh, I'm, I'm assuming that there's going to be some people listening to this who aren't necessarily brewers, which is why it's always mm. good for us to kind of clarify the terms that we mean. Um, so crash cooling, uh, I'm fairly certain most people can work it out but that's essentially where you've taken a beer that was fermenting um and we tend to ferment well i personally tend to ferment at about 18 degrees yeah celsius um yeah 16 um, 17 yeah sometimes 18 um and you drop once fermentation is finished so once the yeast has done its job uh, of turning the wort into beer um you then drop the temperature i normally drop it down to about four degrees I don't mm. know if you go lower than that. Uh, three, I think. Okay. Um, so That's what I keep my uh, fridge at indoors. Yes. So yeah, yeah. So, 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 so you drop that temperature down, and what that essentially does is that essentially puts the yeast to sleep, and then it, it drops out of suspension. Mm. Or at least that's the plan. Um, and it basically just falls to the bottom, collects at the bottom in some sort of sludge, um, which you inevitably pour down the sink, toilet, or drain. Or you can reuse it. Or you can reuse it. You can it. entirely yeah. reuse it as long as you wash it first. Mm. Um, you have to wash it? 
if you're wanting to store it, yes. Okay. Uh, oh, if, right. if, okay. if you're just wanting to uh, repitch back onto it, you yeah. can just pour another load back on. I've, uh, I've heard people back on that that sludge slurry at the bottom mm. is sometimes referred to as a yeast cake. Yeah. which is delicious. Is Maybe. it? Maybe no. Have you? Have, have you? Hold on, hold on. Let's just rewind this. Have you actually taken a slice of this yeast cake? No. and consumed it. No, I think I should. Okay. No, I don't think I should. No, I don't think you no. should. It sounds, like, it sounds like a terrible idea. I think my guts will never forgive me. Oh, uh, <laughs> let's... Let well, me- maybe after a couple of days. Yeah, like, like, maybe we'll do it as a charity thing. Yes. At some point. We'll feed Mike you a eats- slice of yeast cake. Yeah. <laughs> you can make bread with it, though. I have done oh, really? that. Yeah, I have I have uh, used the yeast from the... Not all of it, obviously, mm. just a part of it, um, to make a yeast cake out of. Mm. Um, not a yeast cake. More a loaf of bread. Yeah, yeast bread. <laughs> yeast loaf. bread. Beer, beer bread. Cake. Bread. Yeah. Hooray. Bread. Um, yeah, anyway, we ramble on. Yes. Um, so I, I've heard of people pitching straight onto this yeast cake. Yes. So you, you basically pour the uh, beer straight out of the boil that you've then cooled down. Yeah. Onto that yeast cake, and then you don't have to add any more yeast. It's already there. It yes, just which, is, goes which in is good. Lovely. Um, so, yeah, that that is essentially... Crash cooling. Yes. Uh, that's how we got onto this whole Mike's going to eat a yeast cake. Yes. Um, there, w- there was another term that I thought it, it would be good to clarify. We use it a lot. It's uh, dry hopping. Yeah. Sounds a bit actually ambiguous, uh, but it essentially means that you add the hop, more hops in post-fermentation into the fermenter and they impart a slightly different flavour than you would if you'd done it before. And that's okay. basically it. Interesting. You don't have to sanitise anything either because hops themselves are slightly disinfectant. Yes, yeah, that that, 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 that is true. So that kind of helps. Just put um, them in. So, I mean, you know, we, we, we digress slightly on that. Mm. Um, that is the Wiper and True. Yes, um, now, Wiper and True. No, we are currently sat on, I reckon, probably about 35 minutes into this mm. podcast. So, how many more beers do we have to try? Um, I mean, when I say we have to try, we want to try them, but <laughs> well, I mean have to we've try. We've got an option. Okay, yeah. what is that option? We can Break it do down one more me. or two more. Right. Well, I'm thinking if we do one more mm-hmm. and then, you know, in the next episode, we can always recap what we thought of the oh, last yeah. one. Uh, but that will give us time to also have a quick try of what the water is like at the end of the boil. So we finish mashing now. Mashing in has finished. Not the podcast just yes we are mashing in we are never finished exactly never um tireless so we're done that we're now in the boil phase so we're waiting Mm. to uh, bring everything up to boil before we can put our first hop addition in um so i think go get another beer and we'll we'll, we'll try that we'll see how the see how the temperature's doing um, and then we'll be back with our last beer tasting, and then we'll just do a quick bit on how the, how the wort's tasting and looking. Uh, mm. Hopefully, give you an original gravity to work with. Um, and yeah, that yep. will be us. So we're, so we're aiming for the beer to be about four point two percent here. Yeah. So cool. Well, we'll see. That's irrelevant now. It is. It yeah. is. Thanks, let's, Mike. Let's 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 go get some more beer, shall okay. we? Okay. Okay, right. So my my kitchen had turned into some sort of swampland. Mm, uh, there was it, but it, it started boiling a long long time before we actually realised. Um, oh yes. 
So we're what five minutes late on our hop edition, mm-hmm. but that that's that's going to be a negligible thing. But it did allow us time to grab some beers. Mm. So um, I have got Arbor's Simcoe. Yes. Um, so it's single hop. I left them all in the kitchen. <laughs> so, uh, it's the same hop as the Wiper and True. Yeah. So you should. Be but I don't know whether or not there's a grain bill on there. Now, what I'm noticing from the colour is it is a slightly, you know, it is a slightly reddish, uh, reddish yeah. colour, but it's a lot more golden um, on the aroma. It's not as not as forward with the fruity. I don't find uh, it is still there, but mm. it's not quite as pronounced. Uh, Flavour wise, mm. right? Okay, so this to me is much drier. Yeah, yeah. Um, straight up, you don't get that. It's sweetness. much more bitter as well. So they've, I think they've put a lot more emphasis on. Um, the bittering side of this hop yeah. rather than the fruity. It's not as forward fruity as the Wiper and True one was. Yeah. It is still very good. Very now, nice. I have had this on cask and I was oh, very impressed. That was... I was very impressed. And on bottle, it is still not disappointing. No. Um, no, again, I think it's, it is, it does suffer from that thing where beers in cask tend to emphasize the sweetness and the rounder and softness yeah i mean a a large part of that is due to the temperature it's served at and stuff like Mm. that so i mean obviously they are aiming for this to be drank out of a bottle so they will be aiming for specific flavor profiles to be coming out uh because the temperature that is served at really does change that and also carbonation level of carbonation really changes it what i noticed with the white and true one is it didn't seem as carbonated as the Arbor Simcoe is. No. Uh, so whether that was a conscious decision or whether or not that was just down to bottle conditioning or what, I'm not really sure. Uh, but what I am getting from this, it's nice. It's It's got that bitterness. It's got that crispness, mm. but it does have that fruitiness from it, which is yeah, it's, just a ve- it's very different to the Wipe and True one. And if you gave me, I mean, you have given me these two beers, <laughs> uh, uh, like to, to directly compare and they are different. They are. Despite the yeah. fact that they're using the same hop. Now, I'm not sure what the grain profile is, but I don't think that will have made that much of a difference. It's I wouldn't not, have said. It's not anywhere near as hazy, so I doubt there's anywhere near as much oatmeal in no, it. No, pro- probably not, which would, which definitely will affect the, uh, the mouthfeel and a lot of the other flavours. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's that's the Arbor Simcoe. Now, yeah. we're going to we're gonna take a run at both of these beers. So Mike's going to tell you about the other one. What what, what 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 have you got there, Mike? Uh, I have by Wild Weather Brewery. Sorry, to what I, now? To Wild Weather Brewery. Okay, nailing yes. it every time. Yes, I'll I'll I'll, I'll, I'll do it all you, again. You'll get it. Okay, so we've got Wild Weather Brewery. Wild Weather Brewery. So we have Wild Weather Brewery did a beer called Hero Factory, which is a single hop with Equinot. Uh, it's it's a, a fantastic hop that used to be called Equinox, but apparently there was some trademark dispute or something copyright. Yeah. I, I don't know which one of the one of the issues. The lawyers got involved and they had to change the name to Equinot with a K, not a Q. But uh, let's give it a go. Yeah. Bef- a- oh, before we do, it is much stronger. The other beers have all been five and below. Yeah. This one in particular is seven percent. So no. Uh, uh- I've got a little bit of it here as well, so I'm going to try, but Mike is going to tell you more about it wow. than I will. That is smooth. 
That is really silky smooth. Oh, it smells like really heavy pineapple. Yeah. It looks like pineapple juice as well. Yes. <laughs> it it genuinely looks like a pineapple juice. It is by far the haziest beer we've had uh, today. It is thick. It yeah. is luscious. Yeah. That is viscous. Viscous. There's the word. Pulpy. Mm. Pulpy. Yes. The, the, the stereotype for talking about New England IPAs is juicy. Yeah. So it is that. Yes. Good. Uh, there's probably a lot more oatmeal in there. There's some very funky yeast going on, but just everything coordinates fantastically to just make this beer silk. They have they have nailed that. I've, I've just had a quick little try of it because obviously I'm drinking the um, I'm drinking the Arbor Simcoe and I'm really enjoying it. But that I've like I've just tried. Mm. Oh my god, they're, they're like the. They, 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 well, it's just it's just a different beer, isn't <laughs> it's it? Just, I'm not I'm not saying it's, it's very, better. Yeah, it's just different. One thing that I do feel about it, a, a counterpoint, is that I don't feel it showcases. Put that Marisotta down. Okay. Put that Marisotta. Oh, in the Marisotta. <laughs> I, I I don't feel it showcases the Equinot as well as say the Wiper and True showcased the Simcoe. Yeah. The Wiper and True just that was the intense flavour of Simcoe, yeah. and there was very little else other than sweetness. Whereas this is a fantastic beer and you get a lot of Equinot, but it, it, it just doesn't seem to... It, it's more balanced. And I, I like that, but the extent is less spotlight. Well, yeah, yeah, that's it. Like, again, we don't know the grain profile on this. No. And that like, grain profile has a tendency to, to hide um, or mask the flavours uh, that hops can bring, uh, which is... Yeah. You know why we've today decided to do the smash was so that we could get rid of the get rid of the the need to to hide the hop, but also to make sure that the the hop isn't masking the flavour of the grain. Now, what no. would be interesting is doing um, the same grain quantity, the same grain bill, with a different hop, and seeing yes. whether or not the hop we've used today. Uh, masks too much of the the, the Marisotta. yeah the the the, the, the grain profile mm. um, because obviously as one one can interact with the other the other can interact the other way. So we've tried a lot of beers. There's yep. only one more beer left to try, and that is the Wart. How does it taste? Yeah, it tastes good. Hey, oh, well. bye, bye. bye.